Hey ladies, gentlemen, um, people of the public, welcome to the new episode of our Fully Fantasy podcast. Um, returning uh, the episode as usual, um, which is here. Hi fellas. Um, we also have uh, fellas and ladies, you know, add ladies in there. Of course, that's true. Excuse <laughs> we also me, have Yemi, Coach Yemi returning on the episode also. Yemi. Hi guys. Hi ladies. Hi everybody. And we have um, producer Bolo doing his thing in the background as always. Today is an interesting one. Uh, we're going to start a new footy fantasy mailbag section on this episode. And why we're going to start with that is because one of the questions which came up, which is from friend of the show, Karim Jones, is part of our first question on the episode. His question was, what kind of fan abuse is acceptable and where do you draw the line? And Karim Jones is an Arsenal fan, so that is kind of very important. Last uh, past week or so, against... The last Arsenal home game, which they... Did they draw? Did they lose to Crystal Palace? It was a draw. They drew to Crystal Palace. Yeah. They drew to Crystal Palace and Chaka was subbed on. Who is their captain, by the way? Was subbed on. Subbed off. Was subbed off at 60 minutes. And while walking off, he, he was booed. The whole episode started with him getting booed. He kind of made a gesture to the fans. And it was reported that while walking off, um, first, first he threw his armband on the floor, did not shake the coach. And it was reported while walking up that he used some swear words to the fans. So it has generated a whole lot of topics among Arsenal fans, among the pundits, among fellow players coming out to defend him. He has gotten a lot of abuse on his timeline, on his social media. He had to like put off comments. My personal opinion about that is I think football has gotten to the point that's been like this for years, but it has not got just to, just to when you throw in the online presence. Has gotten to the point where fans almost see players as some sort of as some sort of gladiator um, type relationship where they feel like the players are gladiators and the fans have paid so much to see these people perform and they come on air and they expect during that that these these players must no matter what happens they have to take whatever abuse that showed their way whatever opinion they have they have to take it by the chain. Forgetting the fact that these players are humans and booing your own player, regardless of regardless of how much is being paid, regardless of him being your captain, regardless of the expectations in your head, I think is totally unacceptable. And I'm definitely in Chaka's camp here. You know, I think the fans have stepped stepped out of bounds by doing this and expecting that the player should take it. You know, should take it on his chin. His family was abused. His kids were abused. He was even threatened. He came out on it. So. I think they totally stepped out of line by doing that. That's 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 what I think. Bucci, what is your, what's your opinion? Uh, I have to vehemently disagree with you. Um, the problem is um, social media did not start today. Social media will not end tomorrow. Um, it's become a, an important facet of this game. But these fans have um, have responsibilities. Yes, they have to take care of their own behavior. But at the same time. Fans are reacting to performances. They're reacting to results. They're reacting to what is happening on the pitch. And Xhaka is the captain. He's the leader of this team. And is that the precedent he wants to set? Is that the standard he wants to set? If Xhaka does this, then what does Saka do? Saka is the young kid on that team. What does he do when this happens? Because you are basically saying that I can't take the heat. I am an easy target. Because what happens when he goes away? What happens when he goes to the Tottenham Stadium? Does he think Tottenham fans will clap for him? 
they're going to cost him more. Now, I am not for abuse, but at the same time, sports is gladiatorial. The idea that it's not is a it's fantasy. It's actually a form of war, and it's a take-no-prisoners game. I mean, can you imagine Roy Keane getting affected by fans booing him? If Zaka walks into an away stadium in Russia or Bulgaria, what's he going to do? You give you an example. Walk into Galatasaray Stadium in Istanbul and tell me those fans are going to be nice to him. So I just believe that um, Zaka overreacted and he's making excuses for his overreaction. He has to step up his game on the pitch. And that's where the fan abuse will stop. I do not know the amount of abuse he got because I do not believe the 60,000 fans in that stadium abused him. And I don't think they all deserved his behavior. A few people might have. A little cross-section of the stadium might have gone after him. But it was booze. Maybe booze. And now. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can't harm me. That's what we always say. That's what we tell kids. And so Zaka should step up and stop whining. That's just what I'm going to say. Strong words. Yemi, what are your opinions? Uh, so I'm somewhat caught in the middle in this case. I, I can see what you said. Pochi, I understand where you're coming from. And I understand where you, you're coming from too, Ayo. But I think I'm somewhat caught in the middle. Number one, what started the whole thing? That game, Shaka wasn't the worst player. He was the captain, yes. But he wasn't the worst player on the field. Have there been games where, like, he was bad? Yes. But on that day, he wasn't. The fans took out their frustration on him. Okay. You boo. My thing is this. Don't boo your own players. That is me. I do understand that, yes, listen, performance were bad. Guys weren't living up to their standard. Oh, yes. They are getting paid this amount of money. The fans pay so much money for them to come watch the games. I get it. I get it. But my own stand is... Don't boo your players, man. Support them and back them. Now, now with the whole booing. Now, so now listen, you boo the guy and then this, you want the guy to just swallow it. Some guys can take it. He's not Roy King. They're two different people. Two different upbringings, two different things. The only thing that brought them all together is Maybe football. that's why Roy King is more successful. Not really. We can't say that. You can't say that. Different circumstances, different team. Different goals, different characters, I, different if I may, leaders, if I may come in different I, I have to strongly disagree with you again on this because this is one thing we're doing where we're, we're making excuses for this. I'm not making fans, no excuses. Hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on, hold on. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'm not making no excuses for nobody. Now, again, I said I can see where Shaka is coming from. I'm not saying Shaka is 100% right for his actions. I'm just saying... I can see where Shaka is coming. If the fans did not boo him, we wouldn't see all these things in the first place. Homeboy was walking off the field. Let him walk off the field. He's been so. Okay, you boo him, yes. To what end? He removes his jersey. He takes off his band. Should he have acted better? Let me, yes. Let me remind you of something. I can still. Okay. Let me remind you. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but mm, I don't want to listen to these excuses. One, Shaka was being stopped. He was walking off the pitch like he was chilling on a beach. He took his time when his team, when he needed to be running off the pitch because his team needed him to win. He was taking was a stroll. Was he the only one to do that though? But he was the captain. He sets the precedent. Was he the Stu. only captain that did that? Now, hold on, hold on. Listen to uh-huh. this. What's the greatest club in the world? The most successful club in the world is Real Madrid. What are their fans known for? They don't take They don't take it. They boo everybody. And it's one of the reasons why they've maintained standards over a while now. 
once you start messing up, they throw out that white hand. It's over. It's over. They don't care who you are. They will boo you. The thing I believe that happens is that the case of Arsenal is just that the Arsenal fans are long-suffering. They've had enough of all of this. They're looking for a foil, and it was Xhaka. And Xhaka had to understand that his fans are long-suffering. He has to understand where the fans are coming from. You know, but does that justify the... You're saying all these things. Yes, I get your point, man. You're saying all these things. No, but what you are saying... This guy is a millionaire that goes home and takes... But what you are... And so what? He's a person first before he's a millionaire. He's a human being. What you are saying is every soccer player that makes money go on the field and then if they boo you or racially abuse or whatever, you can no, take no, it no, as no, 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 no. There's a difference between being booed and racially abused. <laughs> I'm, go, I'm going to actually want to divide. I don't want to, okay. I'm going to split it. Okay, there. split it. Yes. There's a difference between that. But when we're talking no, about it people... starts from somewhere, right? Don't it? Okay, but hold okay. on quickly. Let me, let me say something. Right. We're talking... Good thing you brought out being racially abused. Compare Raheem Sterling's reaction to the amount of abuse Raheem Sterling has suffered in English football. Compare his reactions to it. Compare when Stan Colimo and others were playing, when they were going through all of this. These guys handled these things with grace. What they did was they shut the critics up on the pitch. The problem is that Zaka's performances have been down. Arsenal's performances have been poor. If Arsenal players step up, the fans will support them 100%. If his performance has been down, who puts him on the field in the first place? Is that not the coach? Like I said, there's a lot of trouble uh-huh. in Arsenal and Arsenal players, Arsenal fans are just looking for a foil and it was just him that day. And it was just him and that and that also means that they should attack his family on social media and his kids. Trolls will always be trolls. Uh, they will always be trolls. You know, but there has to be a line where you stop. Okay. Well, it's an interesting debate. It feels like this is a debate or topic that we dedicate the whole full episode for to talk about um, where you draw the line with this, in my opinion. Uh, that's into the leagues, the different top leagues now. This feels like a, an upset upset uh, week in the leagues. Starting with the EPL, uh, three results that stand out. Um, first, Bournemouth, Manchester United game. Um, Manchester lost 1-0 away to Bournemouth. First, first time they lost there. Arsenal tied 1-1. Second consecutive draw points against Wolves. And Spurs lost um, to Everton. We'll start from the Bournemouth United game. And this ties... We'll start from this because this ties into another question. The second question we've got for our footy fantasy mailbag section from friend of the show, Mohamed Hussein. And his question was, what does United need to do to solve the attacking no returns, especially with the lack of open play goals? Um, are, there, are there academy options or... Are we only do we have to wait till January? Interesting, um, interesting question for Mohammed. Mm. Muchi, do you want to chime in to this? Yeah. Um to talk about the Bournemouth. Um uh, I guess answer answer his question first. Give your well, opinion it, about his question in like very quickly. Do you want an easy answer? I'll give you an easy answer. Fire everybody at the club apart from the players. And when I mean fire everybody, you start from the top. You fire the owners, you fire the chairman, and then you fire the manager. Boom. But that is not an easy solution and it won't happen overnight. So how do you solve the attacking crisis in Manchester United? One is, I think the manager needs to show more courage. You cannot keep repeating the same thing week in, week out. It's, Manchester United has been rinse, repeat. Rinse, repeat. When you think they're getting better, boom, they fall. When you think, oh, they're low, they give you some hope. This guy tells you that he's happy with his squad. And he's got some of the best, I mean, some of the best young stars in 
English football, riding in his academy, riding in his reserve team, but he gives us Lingard, who hasn't done anything for over a year. He gives you Mata, who is dead. I mean, that's a dead-ass footballer. I'm serious. That guy should be a coach or something. And when you've got Ghana, you've got Gomez, you've got Greenwood. We love his blogs, though. Hmm? We love his blogs, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Maybe he should be blogging instead of playing football. Because I'm, I'll be very honest. LVG, Luis Vanal said something, and I respect him for that. He said, look, if you want to play youngsters, you put them in the deep end. Because that's how they learn. You don't learn to swim by just waddling in, you know, shallow waters. You have to get into the deep end. That's how you, you test that you can swim. They tell you, oh, um, Greenwood is an intergenerational talent. And he does show it. But why is Greenwood playing against under-21s when he should be playing with the big boys? Look at um, Klopp. Klopp gave you TAA. Once TAA stepped up, once Trent showed that he could play, he put him in the team. Look at Pep and Zinchenko. He put Zinchenko in the team. This guy is basically not playing these youngsters that are good. And he's playing these stale old men. And I'm serious. Brandon Williams should be benching Ashley Young. Ghana should be in the team. A lot of these players are suffering from burnout, so they should be refreshed. And these young boys are fresh, and they, should be, they can do a lot of work. And I think they should come into the team. Okay. Yemi, do you think we have to wait to January only to solve this? Quickly. Quickly, Quickly do we have to wait till January? No. I think we have what it takes in the team to actually move us in a better direction than where we are. I'm not saying that we are going to be the best. No, but we can get some productivity. I think Manchester United can do better. I think Ole can do better with the squad he has. I'm not saying that he has a world-class squad, but I'm saying that he has at least enough to get more from these players than what he's getting right now. Perfect example. You're playing 4-2-3-1. Pereira has not contributed much to this team. I saw the game yesterday, and every time the ball got to Pereira, he said that it goes to throwing, he misses his pass, or he just plays rubbish. His corner kicks were so poor it's, yesterday. But, like, the only thing I can give to him is set piece. It's decent. It's no, good. but it was poor yesterday. It was poor what yesterday. What was supposed to be good at? So this was my plan. I was like, you have Martial, you have Rashford, you have Greenwood. There was a time that it's sad. Alex Ferguson will play 4-4-1-1. He'll play Rooney behind. Van Persie, what is wrong with him actually saying, Greenwood, you strike for me. Marcia, you're good at holding the ball a little bit. You are not a 10, but we can play you pair. Because the guy has no courage. He doesn't want to try new We things. can play you pair. Oh, oh, this, where's Gomez? Gomez played preseason. Everybody was raving about this guy that this guy was a good player. Suddenly, we saw him on one or two games or five minutes come you at one start. If you don't play, I'm with you, Gucci. Play these kids. You came out and said that these children, they are this, they are that, they are good, they are this. Greenwood is the best this finisher in the club. Greenwood is the best finisher in the club. You signed him to a new contract. The next place we saw him was under 23. As I said, the manager needs to show courage. That's what the, I believe. It's not just about courage. The manager needs to understand that. He, we, don't, we don't have to wait till January. My thing is this. Play all your cards. If you play all your cards, and then listen, if things are not working well, the whole fans will back you. They're like, yes, he played all his cards, though. Things did not work well. So we don't have... Mm -hmm. No, go ahead, finish up, sorry. We finish don't up. have a number 10. You are playing 4-2-3-1. How about you switch formations to 3-5-2? How about 4-3-3? How about something? Stop making subs at the 27th minute or, or this or this 80th minute and expecting a change. This is not 1998. Uh, only days where, like, you throw in this... Only. 
three minutes to the end of the match, and you just get a touch and you score. It's 1999. If I may add something to this, there's, there's something else about a problem that I noticed with Manchester United is that Manchester United played three games over the past week and there wasn't as much rotation as there should have been. Yes. There are going to be so many games. They have so many players injured. Yes. And if you're not rotating these players, there's something I noticed yesterday. A lot of them looked leggy. They were yes. tired. Yes. Make Why are they leggy? Because they are not playing. They're, they're playing too many minutes. Yes. You have to rotate these players. Where was with Tomine yesterday? Tired. Because what's going to happen is, guess what? If you think these boys are, are, are suffering now, over the next two months, there are going to be so many games. And guess what's going to happen? They'll be burnt out before January. True. The manager needs to act before January or he might not have a job by January. That's my take on it. Okay, we spent so much time in Manchester. Let's, let's dive quickly to Arsenal and Wolves. Yemi, Yemi, tell me about Arsenal and Wolves. What, what's your take? Arsenal. Arsenal and Wolves. Last three games, they've had, I think they've gotten two points from nine points from supposedly on paper easy fixtures. So tell me about Emery. Arsenal was at home and they played like a team that was playing away. That I, I don't know how to better explain that. Obama Young scored his 50th goal. Let's give it up for Obama blood clot. Yeah. Yeah. He scored his 50th goal. Nice. No, but I saw a team that had in midfield Terreira, Ceballos, Gwenduzi. Gwenduzi. Yeah. Did Ozil, Ozil played? Yeah, Ozil played, but part of the front three. Yeah, part of the front three. Oh. So, in that team, if I call those names for you, one thing you should know for sure is that these guys can hold the ball and they can make stuff happen. They can create chances. I think Wolverhampton created more chances than Arsenal. Correct. They did. Yeah. I, at some point in time, I saw this in Terreira playing further ahead of Sobaios and this guy, Ozil. And I'm wondering like, well, now Emery must have a master plan that is working on. That master plan I did not see. They Wolverhampton <laughs> taught them a lesson. Arsenal fans called <laughs> Arsenal fans called um Emery good evening. <laughs> because he's, he's extra polite, and I think that man needs to stop being polite and get a little bit angry. Um there's this thing that I noticed with him where he seems to be happy to play tactical football, you know, kill the game, slow the game down. But Fans want results. Mm-hmm. Go and win a game. Go and win a game. Arsenal was the team that was leaking goals in the past and creating multitude of chances. Now they're a team that don't concede goals. Of course, they concede a lot of chances because they're dropping so deep and they create very few chances. So what happened to all the beautiful... Arsenal has some of the best and most expressive footballers in the world. What is this guy doing with them? The thing is, I can say this. The thing is, with the players he had on the field, he would have gone for the throw immediately. Wolverhampton is not a team that you allow them get into their rhythm. If they get into their rhythm, that guy nervous, that guy would destroy a team with just one pass. He's one of those guys that you don't see him do much. If you look well, you will see him. If you don't look well, you don't see him. No, but I think that with the players that Arsenal have and the attacking talent of Pepe, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Ozil, Ceballos, all those guys, they should be combing Wolverhampton. Quick yes or no? Give me a quick yes. Yes or no? Should they fire Emery? I'll give him till January. I said yes or no. It's not a yes or no answer. I can't, I, I can't give you a yes or no on that. This guy dodged the question. I can't give him. They should should give they, him no, I didn't dodge the question. Sh- I said they should give him till January. The question is not complete though. Yeah, I said give him till January. Should they fire Emery when? Now? Right now. End of yes. season. Okay, that's what she right. said. Okay, now. Okay, right, okay, now. Now. Okay, now right now? Yes. Yes, they should fire him and hire Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> Sell your soul to the devil. <laughs> That's what Troop said. 
Oh. Uh, so everything with Spurs. Quick, we we'll do a quick recap. Uh, I think it's kind it's kind of clear now because I mean there was this stat that came out that Pochett Spurs from the first season they finished in the top four. Or was it second season? They were number one pressing team over 30 games in the Premiership, and gradually from that from that last past four years, they've gradually they went from number one to the third. I think last year they were number nine or ten in the Premiership. Like you can tell that it has gone stale. There, the players are tired of his because apparently Pochettino is a very very demanding coach. In pressing, he molds the team into his you know his image. The whole pressing, the high energy. So, I, I think it's spent over there. He's tried to reconfigure, played back three in some games, go to back four, and you can you can see that there are some players where there's a drop off. Eriksen, he doesn't even play Ventogen again. I don't think he's injured. Doesn't even play him anymore. The whole contract dispute and the lack of trust and everything that's happened there. I think it's gone really stale for Pochettino. Great, and, great manager. Yeah, it's, it's still great manager. Still, victim he's a victim of circumstances um his style of football d- d- demands a lot of energy so to maintain that you need a lot of turnover you have to let players go pressing football needs younger players correct and sports are spent trip they don't want to touch that transfer market they don't want to go out i mean they went out a little bit this past summer but it's like you have to want challenge the players there they, they went to the Champions League. I think that was a play too for them. Some of those players were like, we've achieved and we're here. But what they could have done was let a lot of players go over the past two years and brought in a lot of younger players. But they did not. They just kept on, you know, trying to keep. And then, of course, they're not paying good salaries as well. So a lot That's of the players true. are trying to leave. So there are just so many problems there. And those guys, need they need a transfer window as fast as possible. The January or the summer can't come quick enough. I don't think... I think... Poch needs to leave. That's just where I'm at. I think Poch has taken them as far as he as can he take can. them. Mm-hmm. He took them to the semifinals of Champions League. Right? No, to the final. To the final of Champions yeah. League, which it is was... the highest. A lot of people are slating him that he has not won anything. But with the string and the little money he's had to spend on what he did for the club, I think as of right now, he should just bow out and just say, you know what? I think he just needs to leave. Uh, the whole thing with Ericsson, Ericsson, we don't know. Does he want to stay there? Does he want to play? Is he giving his 100%? Performance has dropped. Dele Ali, that used to be one of their biggest players. He suffered from a lot of injuries. Suffered from a lot of injuries, but also performance dropped. Danny Rose, performance dropped. Everybody you can count, even this guy that you just got, Odombele. And that one just coming to a system. Is that one just coming to a system. So and he's, so, he's a victim so of the system. I just think that Poch should, I think that is done for Poch, that Poch needs to go. And let them get a new face. And, and if I want to say something, talking about the results in the Premier League this weekend, um, you know, we were calling these results upsets, and I had to laugh when I thought about it because there were bigger upsets that almost happened over the weekend. Um, Liverpool almost lost, and they almost lost at Aston Villa, of all places. And Man City almost lost too. They actually needed. Both teams were actually losing up to the 85th minute and they scored very late goals. I think what's happened is that the Premier League, the level of competition in the Premier League has become so high and anybody on a good day can beat anybody. A lot of managers that are really, really 
on the job. You know, managers that really know what they're doing in the Premier League. It's not those days of um, them Samalai Dices, them Tony Pulis. No, no, no. You don't get that Pulis stuff anymore. You got young guys that really, really prepare their teams. And so there is no result anymore that I would say is a surprise in the Premier League. Correct. That's just the truth. That's true. And talking about surprises, or quick dart around Europe, the big, they were like major upsets. The key major upsets, Barcelona losing to Levante after taking the lead. Madrid um, playing a home draw to Real Betis. And the biggest one is that led to managerial casualty is um, Bayern losing 5-1 away to Eintracht Frankfurt. Even though Lewandowski is still doing Lewandowski things. He's called in every game this season for Bayern. So the, the, this seems like an upset week around Europe. You know, you, you, you forgot that uh, PSG go PSG that play in the so-called Farmers League yeah, whooped, whooped by a team that hasn't beaten them in thirty years. It's also called an Uber Eats Uber Eats League. <laughs> <laughs> Uber Eats League. Uber Eats. They are so well, sponsored by Uber Eats. Well, I, I think maybe they got too stuck. <laughs> they, got, they, 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 ate, they ate a little bit too much before that game, and they go. You know, they were surprised as well, but. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised by the managerial casualty. We always had a red card. I mean, let me be very honest. Bayern Munich can beat almost all the teams in the Bundesliga with two men down. As a matter of fact, I think they should start each game with a red card. That's <laughs> the gap they have on those teams. So Kovac had no excuse to lose 5-1. He, he had to be fired. That's just the truth. And I mean, over the past year, he's been at Bayern. The fans have not really liked him. His style of football has True. not been the best. True. And then he does this. Honest was smacking his lips when he saw that result. Like, man, you're gone. <laughs> that, 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 all this set of results leads us to the um, our last like, session talking about managerial changes currently or prospects. So the top ones right now is you know the Bayern sacking. There are rumors that Jose Mourinho will be you know take over the Bayern job because he's been learning German. Jose Mourinho to Arsenal. Also, it's another um, interesting uh, rumor going on. Um, there's always the Valverde thing. Always that one lingers forever. Valverde and Zidane. But the most important one is Jose Mourinho to Arsenal. <laughs> I personally think that that would be a match made in heaven. You know, in my opinion, just because <laughs> Jose Mourinho is going to play <laughs> the type of fantastic football Arsenal fans crave. And bring trophies oh, <laughs> at the same time. The only thing is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there are two caveats to that, though. <laughs> two caveats. Jose Mourinho is going to fight with probably their most talented player, <laughs> as he always does. He's going to he's going to alienate him, and he's also going to pick a fight with one of their <laughs> their major players or their their most important uh, senior player in the team. Like he I'm always not does. Even talking about the fight. <laughs> I'm talking is is. His, his best fight ever will be against Rants and Troops. When those guys will carry Banner out and we say, Mourinho out, Mourinho out. I will, Man, you I mean DT and Troops? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah DT and, and Troops. The thing is, I, I won't say, I mean like this, that will go from great football that they were playing under Wenger till like anti-football, which is Mourinho, as, as some people will say. I, <laughs> I think Bucci... Look, I spent I spent the whole week. I spent the whole week. Um, not the past few days, actually, not the whole week. Once I heard the there was that rumor that came out that Sanheli met with Moreno. There was a secret meeting or whatever, and I was like, "Oh God, may your wishes come true." Whenever I saw an Arsenal fan post, 
oh, maybe uh, we want Mourinho, blah, 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 blah. Oh, may your wishes come true, dude. If Mourinho goes to Arsenal, maybe Arsenal fans will finally realize what their club has become. This is the truth. Mourinho needs a club that's going to spend 200 and something million. Arsenal is not going to spend that. That's one. Mourinho is going to kill them. He's going to bore them to death. This is the club of Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger's club is going to hire Mourinho. Oh my God, I'm smacking my... Look, Lord, may it come true. I love <laughs> the prospect, bro. I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, I think this, that, that would be interesting if that comes to happen. Um, guys, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to, if you're listening to this, um, oh, before we go, we have to do a quick um, um, tribute shout out. Not tribute, I get a shout out to uh, Andre Gomez. Um, for his injury, which just happened during everything sports game. It was a terrible injury. We wish him well, quick recovery, you know. It was sad to see. It was sad to see. It was sad to see. Yeah. It was a bad it was one. Sad. It was bad for football. So, yeah. so we wish Sanjay Gomez It's a well. sobering moment. I, um, it brings out the humanity of this game and tells us that, um, you know, life is fickle. Anything can happen at any time. And I'm um, actually praying really, really hard for him. I hope he can recover and come back as strong as he is. He's a great player. He's a very good player, very expressive on the ball. And this is a guy that has suffered a lot. You know, he's been a Johnny man from Spain, came to... They wrote him off in Spain and he came to England and he's trying to recover, and you know, recover his um, form and this happened to him. And so I really, really pray he comes back. And I also want to say, um, I also feel bad for Son because Son is a very nice guy. He has a very nice personality. That tackle couldn't have come from a better guy and I um really it was also, broken. You could yeah, see you that could it was see broken. the tears. And not in his just eyes. him, and not just him, you could see that the players around him. Everything like Tottenham players. You could you could actually tell that it had an effect on the game. Dude, I, I actually uh, I lost my appetite after that uh, game and it's, um, tough. it's pretty yeah, tough. Yeah, it was um, so. uh, prayers going up for players going up for Gomez for sure. Yeah. Um we wish him quick recovery. If you are listening to this, as always I have to do this. Um Guys, we have uh, send us your questions, you know, on any of our platforms: Facebook, Footy, the Footy Fantasy Facebook page, Twitter, Footy Fantasy. You can find us on YouTube. Our podcast is Footy Fantasy on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, also called iTunes. The Footy Fantasy Podcast. Leave us comments. F O T I E Fantasy. Yeah, this F O T I E Fantasy. Leave us your comments, questions, follow. If you can, if you have the iTunes, leave us a five-star ratings, preferably. You know, that's how we grow our content. And leave us a review. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, guys.